Hi everyone, this is Charity Gibson coming to you with a new episode of the Badass Women of Promo podcast. Just wanted to uh, take a quick second to give you a little catch up if you don't know exactly what this is. This is a podcast that was started just to feature and spotlight some of the amazing powerhouse women of promo. And we have some great corporate sponsors. We've got Keepsake Box, Coaster Stone Custom, of course, Peerless Umbrella, which is uh, near and dear to my heart. And then the the one and only common skew we have today with us um, one person that I truly admire in the industry I was fortunate enough to finally meet her in person uh, I guess just a little bit over a year ago if you have not met her yet make sure that you do get in touch with her and uh, learn about her meet her and uh, definitely just get to get to know who she is and what she's about Lori we've got Lori Moore from promo corner how you doing Lori I'm great thanks for having me charity I'm so excited for you to be here. <laughs> Me too. Super fun. So, Lori, tell us a little bit about um, what you do and how you do it. I know, obviously, um, Promo Corner is a family-owned business that I want to say was that your in-laws started and then your husband kind of moved into the ranks and brought you along for the ride, or do I have that wrong? Give me your history. You have it slightly right. Um, <laughs> I did marry into the um, promo industry. My in-laws owned Bay State Specialty Company out of Massachusetts, um, which is a supplier. And um, my husband, Joel Moore, along with Dick Reuter, started Promo Corner back in 1999 as a totally um, separate entity. And um, Promo Corner, for those of you that don't know, is a digital marketing service provider to the industry. And um, so Joel has had his hand in um, lots of promotional uh, businesses. I, on the other hand, had no intention of going down this route. I was um, trained to be an elementary school teacher, which I was for eight years. Um, I taught fifth grade, and then I was fortunate enough to go on a bit of a hiatus to raise our four daughters. And um, years ago, Joel needed to hire, and who better you know, than family? If you're going to pay someone, pay your own. Um, so he kept bugging me to come back. And I hesitated because I knew if I did, it would become full-time. And I wasn't <laughs> sure I was ready to juggle everything that came along with a full-time position and four young girls. So um, I waited until they were all middle school, high school, um, and then figured I couldn't, you know, I, I didn't anymore. have more. <laughs> yes. So at that point, um, I actually started working um, within the business with the family. So very cool. So, I mean, my first question that I typically ask in this podcast is always, what do you consider to be the biggest challenges facing women in promo? But I think just hearing your story from the get, um, I think you hit one of the big topics. We were even talking about it before we started the podcast is four girls and you're working and it's full time and um, even junior high, you know, middle school and high school age, obviously they're a lot more self-sufficient, but as I'm noticing with my daughter now coming into that position, um, there are some unique challenges trying to manage a career and be successful and give the time that your clients need you to devote to them. And then raising up this child too. How, how did you balance that? Even though you waited till they were a little older. 
It, it's it's still a struggle. It's a struggle every day. Um, they are much more self-sufficient, which does help. And when the first got her license, that was um, a huge um, a huge help. It just it changed the dynamics for me having to be a you know constant taxi driver to um, being able to you know, pan off some of those just day-to-day struggles. I am lucky that um, when I came back, one of my stipulations was I will work full-time, but I need flexibility because family comes first um, for me. And so that's been, that's been great. And we try to be flexible with our employees. You know, if somebody needs to, you know, zip a kid to a doctor's appointment or pick up after school. Most of um, our promo corner employees work from home. So they have a little bit of flexibility built into their days. And you speak a lot about how you don't work a traditional, you know, nine to five day. And um, I feel the same way. I'll wake up and at seven o'clock I'll log on and I'll respond to emails and I'll get things scheduled. And, you know, my day can go until, you know, nine o'clock at night, depending on, you know, what's going on and how broken up my day is. So having that flexibility has been huge, um, but it is a double-edged sword because I do work out of the house. So the kids are in and out um, and there are disruptions. So I really try to block my day and customer calls, anything that I need to do without interruption, um, I try to schedule, you know, when they're at school or when I know, you know, they're going to all, you know be away or quiet. You're so. running amok. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Running amok. So that's, that's definitely, um, juggling the kids is definitely um, one of the big challenges. And, um, you know, four makes it just four times more crazy. But the other challenge too is, um, like I said, we're a, um, we have an office in Nashville. So we have a number of employees down there, but we also have a number of employees who are spread all over the country. So that connectivity is always a challenge. I'm a people person. I like to communicate. I like to be in touch. Um, so I was a little worried about working remotely and working from home. And if I would, if that would be fulfilling enough for me. Um, and it has been great. We've really tried to institute a lot of um, scheduled team meetings you know, Google Hangouts. So we're all face to face, you know, at least once a week or, you know, twice a month. And um, the other thing that I recently was um, given the um, challenge of or the fun title of is a chief fun officer. Mm -hmm. So um, it has become part of my job to create fun, interactive scenarios for our team. So that's been interesting and challenging. It's brought back some of my um, teacher skills and my creativity and um, all of my party planning from the kids' younger days. So it's a fun little addition to my to my job title and to my responsibilities. So I have uh, enjoyed that and I think that it's really worked well mm-hmm. to create more of a, um, you know, team spirit and a cohesiveness with our group. So yeah, and I, I I see that online too, the whole chief fun officer things. And I think it's really cool that, that it's building the promo corner brand obviously is kind of a funsy brand, which is awesome. But then also your own personal brand. I think, I mean, at least me, I really strive to have fun and be somebody that people know as 
a fun person and, you know, lively. And I think some of the podcasts actually had somebody come up to me um, at WLC last year and she's like meeting you after listening to the Me Too podcasts and the stuff on sexual harassment that I did with Promo Kitchen. She's like, I thought you were going to be this like kind of really reserved super you know serious person and then I met you and you're totally not that I'm like I mean I'm that sometimes but I think for the most part um there's a book called fish and there's like the four principles and it's like be present choose your attitude I never can remember the third one and then play and I think it I love your title I think that's the, that's the coolest thing ever. and I think every company should have a chief fun officer because really adults are just overgrown children when you get to it, so like we really, we really just want to go back to you know nap time and snacks and having fun at recess. Why? I mean, yeah. So I think I agree. I think every company should. Um, I was excited when um, Bill bestowed the title upon me, um, and when I received the title, I said um, it will require a line item in the budget. So. Um, <laughs> That was my basic. I'm like, okay. Um, I'm hoping that line item grows next year, um, so we can expand our fund in more ways. But um, it's it's interesting. A lot of the ideas that you know I try to do don't cost a lot of money. Um, we did last summer the Mentos Geyser Challenge. So I sent everybody a couple of single dollar bills in an envelope um, and a roll of Mentos, and their instructions were to go to the store and buy a two liter bottle of soda. Um, and they didn't know exactly what was going on yet. And then it all kind of unrolled. At Christmas, we did a virtual um, Yankee swap, which was hysterical. Um, so I wasn't really sure if it was going to work. I had this great idea in my mind and I ran with it and it was, it was so much fun. So, you know, we really, we try to pull ourselves together because we do miss out on the, you know, the office you know, shenanigans and all the fun that goes on inside an office. So yeah, no, and I, I, I have that same thing. We don't, I mean, fearless, we don't do, you know, things with Mentos and so <laughs> probably should next time I'm there, they'll be like, what are we doing charity? But like, no, no, I saw it on promo corner. It's all good. Um, <laughs> but uh, with the soda guys, <laughs> exactly. Like open a window um, <laughs> or <laughs> get an umbrella maybe that would be anyway yes yes oh <laughs> is gonna listen to this and be like you're no longer allowed in the office charity ah um but yeah we do yoga at peerless every monday like we have a yoga instructor that comes in and it's like seven o'clock every monday morning and i've actually never been there on a monday um when that's been part of the part of the jam so i totally understand it's interesting and people too i think uh, at least for me on facebook and instagram they just it, it really, I try not to make it a highlight reel. Like I try and put some of my everyday stuff in there too. There's like, you have this like super cool life and you travel all the time and you do all these things. And I do, but I think the funny thing is that like Sunday night through Thursday afternoon, sometimes I don't even really leave my, like I get up, I shower, I get dressed, I do everything, but then I come back and work in my bed or at my kitchen table. And I really don't see people I guess that's why I'm on, I really do need a life because social media, Judy, <laughs> get out of the group, stop commenting and go, do, go get some vitamin D or something. So I love that you do those little challenges and, um, I, it's super fun. Maybe we can arrange something in the future. We can do like some badass women of promo glory, more fun challenges. Yes. Yes. All right. So you, know, you planted the seed charity. It will All be right. coming. 
All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave that with you to maybe have a feature. You know, we can uh, the, the work from home moms uh, challenge or work from home, not even mom, let work from home women <laughs> challenge yes. of the week. So going back to the kids, I have a question for you on that. Um, I know how my daughter feels about promotional products, but do you, any of your kids have the desire to come in the industry? Are they, do they love it? Do they hate it? Do they not really care? Like, are they want to maybe explore coming into the industry one day? Or are they just kind of like me? Well, you know, we're not really sure. They're at the age where they're starting to think about um, what they may want to do for a living or what interests they like to pursue. Um, the funny part is that we actually have um, two out of our four daughters are working uh, for us at Bay State Specialty this summer. So we have one working in the factory and we have one working in customer service. So um, do I think either of them will go down that road? I'm really not sure, um, but it's fun to have them kind of exploring it and seeing what it's all about. So um, we'll see. I mean, selfishly, I hope that, you know, at least one of them may choose to go down um, that path in some capacity, but um, I don't know. They're so hard to, they're so hard to figure out, but I will say they don't seem overly impressed by what we do. Uh, they think it's kind of, you know, boring, but when their friends come over and they see all of the, you know, just neat printed products that are, you know, all over the place. They're like, oh my God, where did this come from? <laughs> and they think it's really exciting. I had all of my stuff out from WLC that I had gotten and it was like kids in a candy shop. They were just, you know, pulling everything apart and they thought it was so exciting. So, you know, I think they kind of scratch their heads and think, oh, all right, maybe this isn't so boring or so bad, but. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, and that was, I do have to say this year, just kind of jumping back to WLC, um, obviously they redid their logo this year, which was cool. And it's funny to see the difference between my daughter last year was, was my first year going in this year. Um, last year there was like a real cute purse that came back and some other things, but as soon as she saw the logo on it, she's like, ew, it has a logo on it. And so she wouldn't take it. She's like, well, maybe I'll just hold it backwards so you don't see the logo on it. And so <laughs> at first I was like, you little brat. And then I thought about it too. I'm like, well, you know what? These are the future buyers. These are the kids that are coming into our industry or going to be buyers of the products that are coming out of our industry. And it's really important to pay attention to how they feel about the products. Are, do they think the products are cool themselves? Do they not really, you know, dig the branding? How can we do it better? So I do try and ask her all the time. Um, because she wants nothing to do with it because all of the brands are so obnoxious and it's just a giant logo and, you know, they don't mean anything to her. So I thought that was actually really um, interesting to me. And then this year when I came home, it was a different story though, because, and I think some of it was just the way that the products were branded a little bit more discreet and some of it were the actual products that were chosen, like the, um, the letter board that we got, which was really cool. And then like the final straw, my daughter was so excited. She popped that thing open. I haven't seen it since I got back. It's been a week. <laughs> I'm like, I guess I lost my straw. So, um, that, that it's nice to see her kind of getting interested in it a little bit, but for the most part, she has no desire. Um, and one of the things I thought was really interesting too, is we talk about how, you know, we want our kids in the workplace and we want them to kind of, you know, follow in our footsteps. And I really find it fascinating. The, um, 
or a challenging, maybe let me go this way. Let me go with the challenging aspect because one of the things that I'm finding is it's summertime, right? And I'm a single mom for all intents and purposes. Like, yes, I have uh, um, Damon here, um, all intents if purposes. Anyway, I said that wrong. (laughs) And I'm not going to edit that out either. We're just going to leave it. Um, um, You know, for all intents and purposes, Damon is here, but he has a full-time job and he is not, you know, a custodial parent or anything like that. And he's super involved, but responsibility for summer care is on me. And all of my um, positions, like my national account position with Peerless requires me to be on the road. And so many of the national accounts have their national sales meetings in the summertime. So, um, the two last two weeks in July, I'm gone in Orlando for one. I'm in Park City, Utah for another, and that's the last two weeks. And um, same thing in uh, ASI Orlando falls the it's that whole second week of the two weeks of Christmas break. And so I'm really challenged with what the heck am I supposed to do with my child? Do I hire a babysitter? Do I send her to her grandma's house so she can sit around watching TV for all these weeks that I'm gone? And I would love something that's been on my head at least and and I'm passionate about and I don't have time for this so if you guys are hearing this and someone's passionate about it but have some sort of a kids program like some, not not little kids I mean I can understand where that would be distracting but my daughter's 13 you know like a a work study program or if we can bring a kid to work day or bring a kid to work week or you know something that we can integrate these children and kind of get them into promo and get them excited about what we do I don't know if you think that's a crazy idea or not but I would love to have something like that that I could expose her to and help her start learning business skills and, you know, all of these different things and kind of raise that future generation promo. Well, I love crazy ideas. And I think that we do really need to be thinking outside the box because there are so many um, people in your situation who, you know, we're fortunate, we can work our schedules where, you know, one of us is traveling and one of us is home. And, um, but a lot of people don't have that flexibility, or they don't have a backup system when they need to be on the road. Um, And it, it, it is challenging. It's, it's, hard in this industry. Um, and I think that, you know, trying to get the next generation excited about the industry is, you know, a great idea too. Like you said, nobody just, you know, is born and raised and decides, I think I'd like to go into promotional products. It doesn't happen that way. It's, you know, it's either by, you know, chance or some sort of a connection. So what's interesting in our family is uh, my husband is one of four children. And after high school and college and whatnot, they all went in their own directions and did their own things. And they all came back. And now all four of them work in the family business. And, um, which, you know, gives me goosebumps a little and it, you know, fills me. It's amazing that they, you know, have worked together for, God, 20 years now and, you know, the company's doing great and, you know, they all love what they're doing. And so it's been, it's been fun to see that. So it gives me hope that maybe, you know, somebody from our next generation will, you know, we can pass the torch, but we ultimately, we want our kids to find their passion and, you know, do whatever it is that's going to, you know, fill them and give them that feeling of satisfaction and success. So Time will tell. <laughs> um, so all of the things we've kind of already talked about aside, the um, idea of obviously raising children in the industry and um, some of the other things, are there anything that you've maybe experienced yourself that has been unique personally or that maybe people wouldn't? I mean, I think obviously raising children in an industry, I think that's obviously 
um, probably pretty universal to working parents everywhere, not even just women. Um, but is there something that you have noticed or that you would say is a challenge for specifically women or specifically you in the industry that you've, you know, you've, you've gone through or you've overcome or you see on the horizon? There really isn't. Um, that's not to say that, you know, next week one might present itself. Um, I've been fortunate to work with, um, like I said, in a family business. So it's 100% supportive. We're all kind of moving in the same direction and, you know, hoping for the same things. We recently brought on um, Bill Petrie a couple of years ago as our president for Promo Corner. And um, thank you, Bill, for nominating me for this wonderful honor. Um, but Bill's been fabulous. So I think that, you know, if you surround yourself with um, people who share your vision and share your beliefs, um, that it, it really is possible. And it's just, I, I don't feel like I have any, you know, real challenges facing me that nothing that's not insurmountable. Um, and I think too, a lot of it's just the way you choose to look at things. You know, you can look at it as a challenge. You can look at it as an opportunity. Um, and, you know, I think really trying to frame things as a positive, you know, every opportunity, whether it's a good one or a bad one, um, provides us with a learning um, experience. And it's our job to figure out what we were supposed to learn and use that to grow and move on. So I hate, you know, I hate people who feel, you know, victimized. I, I think that it's an opportunity everything is an opportunity. And um, so it's our choice to take the opportunity and figure out what we're supposed to learn from it or to be stifled by it. So that's, uh, that's what I'm trying to focus on. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I can definitely see that. It's interesting to me because people ask me that all the time. Charity, how did you overcome, you know, obviously my my dad was abusive when I was a child, went to jail. And then, you know, I spent a good portion of my life homeless and everybody, you know, a lot of people have heard this story. And um, then obviously I married somebody that was a less than stellar choice. And it's like, how do you find the will to survive and how do you overcome and how do you do all these things that you do? And I don't really have an answer except I just do it. And um, I, I don't realize that I'm making a conscious choice to do these things. And I think you probably have experienced the same thing. Like if we were facing a hardship, we might not even know it just because, Hey, there's a, a wall. We're going to climb it. Or, Hey, there's a mountain. We're going to hike it. And it's, you don't even realize that you're going through something while you're going through it. And you look back and like, Oh, I guess that was, you know, okay. Like, and at least in my mind, sometimes I feel like I'm just oblivious to the fact that, Oh, I, I should have been thrown off by that, I guess. And some things are obviously obvious, but in that situation, I, I love your, your mindset on that, that it's, it's really, it's mindset. It's, you know, what we think of it is what makes the difference and whether or not we'll be able to overcome it, ugh, overcome it, or if we sit and stew in it, super, super good wisdom there. Um, so you did mention something a minute ago and you said, thank you to Bill for nominating you. So before I ask you this last question, um, I did bring Lori on the podcast. One, I would have had her anyway, because I love her and she's amazing. <laughs> but, um, one of the fun things about the Badass Women of Promo podcast and how we choose our guests is um, by having them be nominated. So you can visit badasswomenofpromo.com and actually click on the nominate a badass woman of promo. And Lori 
was nominated by Bill Petrie, and I wanted to just read her words, uh, his words about her here. So, Lori is the glue that holds Promo Corner together. Her ability to juggle multiple projects and multiple personalities has allowed the organization to grow at an exceptionally rapid pace while remaining lean and efficient. Her knowledge of digital marketing is, without a doubt, heads and shoulders above anyone else in the industry. From a personality standpoint, her sense of humor is infectious, and she has the unique ability to make everyone around her better. While her title at Promo Corner is truly operations manager, she was also recently named the chief fun officer of the organization and has helped create a culture where fun and hard work are not mutually exclusive. Honestly, she is one of the most badass women I know in promo and elsewhere. So um, I thought that was a shining, gleaming, sparkling nomination and definitely wanted to share that with you. And then my question for you, Lori, as we wrap this up, um, knowing that you are a badass yourself, who do you consider to be a badass woman of promo and why? You know, I thought a lot about this and I was having a really hard time coming up with just one woman. Um, and there are a lot of people that were on my list that have already been uh, featured as badass women of promo. And so um, I didn't want to be repetitive um, with some that have already been selected. But when I, so we just recently returned from WLC and um, this will be totally unexpected to um, Ashley from Bam Bams, but she was in my dine around group and she is young. She's in her twenties. Um, and I was just so taken by her because I thought back to myself in my twenties and my confidence level was nowhere near where hers is. And I thought, wow, you know, we all have a badass in us. We all have that, just that powerful woman who is in there. And I think for some of us, it takes longer to, um, you know, embrace her or to own her. Um, for me, it took a long time. I was, nobody believes this, but I was a painfully shy um, girl all through school. I was not, I never spoke. I was, I would turn all splotchy red. Um, so it took me a long time. So as I sat there at my dine around and um, she started sharing, I thought, God, you know, imagine the places she will be uh, because here in her 20s, she's already exhibiting uh, these qualities. So, and it was the first time I had met her, but I, I just thought about that whole generation of um, just young women coming in who just really blew me away. I mean, Brittany Godsey, she was already, um, you know, a badass woman. Um, but again, just young and confident and smart and driven and they're all around us. I think we just have to, you know, open our eyes and um, really get to know people. And you see that, you know, everybody possesses these just amazing uh, qualities. So I think this is great highlighting, you know, all of these women and their accomplishments. Perfect. That is so awesome to hear. I, I did notice that there were a couple, and I didn't get to talk to very many of them, but at WLC, um, a couple of younger women that just, they have such a poise about them. They shine, like they keep their head up. They have these incredible, like gleaming smiles and they have this infectious energy. And so I don't see a ton of youth in our industry at the moment, but I do think that just from what I have seen, people like Ashley who have not met, um, but Brittany, like you mentioned, and a number of others, uh, the future is definitely bright, at least, you know, even with um, just the, the few people that I, that I've 
been fortunate to come to know and hopefully we'll get to know more of them more um, in the future. So definitely appreciate that nomination. I'll reach out to them and get them some goodies and let them know that they were um, brought up by you. And I guess with that, we will um, close this puppy up. So uh, again, just a quick reminder that if you have somebody that you want to nominate as a Badass Women of Promo, just go ahead and visit the website badasswomenofpromo.com and click the Nominate a Badass Woman of promo button. Additionally, there is also a place to leave a quote. You see those on our Instagram account and you can um, go ahead and leave your quote. Let us know what you what tips you have on being a badass and just continue to follow us, engage with us. If you have anything you want to hear, topics you want to talk about, anything, we're here for you. This is your podcast. We're here for you. So go out there, find your inner badass. And um, thanks again for coming along this ride with us. And Lori, thank you so much for being here. I'm excited for people to hear your story and get to know you a little bit more. Thanks, Charity. Have a good one.